Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan here with Big Cass. Oh my God, Cass! That that game, that national championship game, was <laughs> might have been the worst national championship game of all time. Um, I, I I turned it off. I, I, I didn't see him hoist the trophy. I was just like, I don't even care. I like just turn it off Yeah. And I, I, I tried to make it interesting too, because I was like, oh when it was twenty four to seven, I, I live bet TCU plus thirty and a half, which it was, you know, up up a couple of like, you know, double digits at that point, and I live bet that line. And it didn't even come close. They still lost by 30, 30 above that. Like I've just never seen such a dominant performance. That I mean, that's a performance you would expect from like Ohio State against like Toledo, you know, or yeah, something it, like that. Like an early season performance, not something like that. It was awful. Um, by the way, it was the worst viewed since the BCS era when they started taking rating views. It was the worst viewed national championship game of all time since 1998 when the BCS era started. So it's, it's weird because to people are saying TCU should have been there. Now I think they're obviously the second, they, they were the second best team in the nation at, from the point as I guess they could have beat anyone besides Georgia. Like right. you gotta give them, I guess the benefit of the doubt because Michigan took care of us and they took care of Michigan. So I would say, I would say this game might be just more of a fluke. I think this was just Georgia was so warmed up after playing Ohio State because that was probably that was the national title game. Um, basically, it felt like. But I gotta give TCU their flowers. Uh, it was a good season for them. They're a really good team. Uh, it, I think if Ohio State and TCU played, it would be a, a much closer game than what Georgia did. Georgia was clearly the best team in the country. They went and earned it. But I think you know. Uh, Ohio State versus TCU at the end of the day, if they matched up, it would be interesting and closer than what people expect. Yeah, but I also, I'm looking at it this way too, where I missed 50-yard field goal away from being national champions. Because I still think, I think we would beat TCU handily, but not like that. It would have been like at the Oregon game, I feel it like. Been like. It would have been like the way we beat Clemson, 40. You know, 45, uh, 45, 31, 45, 28 type of thing. 65 to 7. There's a little bit of me that felt uneasy when videos of players getting wings from fans, you know, during, during on the sidelines. That's just, you know, a little goofiness right there. But, you know. If that happened two years ago, oh, my God. That would have been all over ESPN. It, if it happened. If Ohio State was winning sixty-five to seven, they would be all over and be all over, you know, Ohio State. I mean, it is what it is. Georgia. I mean, there was times where they, you know, they nobody really take over. Give them. You know, they're, they're giving them the flowers, giving them the confetti. They hosted the trophy. I mean, we turned the page. I mean, it, it really sucks. We turned the page to, 
you know, 2023. What could, you know, 2023 look like? Uh, we've already started to see players stay, see players, you know, go. One in particular, we're still waiting, and they have till, I think, next Wednesday, I believe. Yeah. Um, and there's been a couple surprises. We, we got to see. Uh, you know. It, I was surprised today when Ohio State lost Luke Weipler. I thought he was a lock to come back. Um, I did not expect that one, but I was, you got, you got to take the good with the bad. Cause then Matthew Jones is coming back and there's rumors, you know, he might be playing some center. So that that's an important position to have. So I think, you know, getting Matthew Jones, losing Weipler, it's not great. Uh, cause I would like to have Weipler too. I would have loved to have Weipler Jones and, um, Jackson, that in, nice interior. We're still getting two guys back. It's going to be okay. I think. Um, a lot of opportunity on the offensive line for Ohio State. So um, that's that's that. Obviously, Dewan Jones, Paris Johnson, they're gone. Paris um, Johnson was a no-brainer. Yeah. He's it's, probably going to be the first tackle. Deservingly so. First, first or second tackle. For, I mean, he feels like one of the best tackle prospects in a while, too, for some reason. I think when he gets – this is my bull prediction. When Paris Johnson gets to the combine – I think he might be a top three pick when it's all said and done. When they start, when they, when they, when they actually measure him and everything, and like go through his like um, pro day, I think he might be a top three guy. I don't think he was that because they're going to be Jalen Carter, Willie Anderson. I mean, I'm looking at the mock, I'm looking at the mock draft according to Yahoo Sports right here. Um, and of course, you know, they got Will Anderson going to Stroud to Jalen Carter, three to the Cardinals, Will Levis to the Colts going four, Miles Murphy, an edge rusher from Clemson, going five to the Seahawks, Bryce Young, and Paris Johnson going to the Bears, seven over. They have Paris Johnson going to the Bears? Interesting. This is what I think. We're going to talk about this a little later. This is what I think the Bears should do. I think the Bears should move out of the first pick and get down a little bit further, maybe to a Detroit, even the Colts pick at number four, take take Paris Johnson. Yeah, I mean. And then obviously build up picks because if you have if you have a strong line, um, they have the backs and Fields is obviously a running quarterback. So you build up the line. They, I think they actually have some decent weapons between Herbert, um, Mooney when he's healthy, and then Cole Komet. I mean that's that's you know one one do- decent young player at each position. Then you just got to fill it out with some later round picks. You need maybe like two more receivers. Uh, and a couple more linemen, and I think you know Fields but, has something going there. Thing is, too, is they got they do have cap space. My as a Bears fan, they have cap space, but the problem is, is they don't have a second pick. They got that Pittsburgh gets that for thirty three overall because of the Clay uh, trade, which Pittsburgh obviously won the trade because Clay has been dumb shit. Well, well, well. Uh, let's ha- let's let's say this because like. Coming in mid-season and learning the whole playbook and stuff is tough sometimes. So let's evaluate him on next year. I think that's not fair to really evaluate him based on a new system just yet. 
I mean, he wasn't that good at Pittsburgh either. So he wasn't. He wasn't. He I, I don't think he's a Pro Bowl or anything, but no. But obviously, I think I think their number priority try to move out of pick. Don't do this bullshit stuff where they're. We've been hearing that they may trade him. Trade trade Justin Fields. They they need to do that though, and I want point and I, like watch Fields like actually like. It here's the thing: if Fields gets mad or puts out a statement that they like said something like about possibly trading him, it's all an act. Like he's in on it and they're in on it because they know they got to pretend that like there's an, there's a threat that they might trade out of it or like they might trade him. Cause it's just, it's just better for negotiations, you know? Yeah. I, I think, I think that, like I said, the bears should try to trade out of that pick. And I think the Colts are going to be the team to do it because like all are on CJ Stroud. But we're still waiting on CJ Stroud to commit so, I mean, obviously, before we get into that, uh, guys who decide to say, you said Matthew Jones decided to say he's going to stay. Mike Williams uh, going to be staying. Cade uh, Stover. Cade Stover. We're still waiting on Tommy Eichenberg, but signs are leaning towards that he's going to probably stay because I don't think his draft stock is as good as what he thinks it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, CJ Stroud. Waiting on CJ Stroud. Uh, there's a lot of talk. Uh, I'm gonna say just say where are we for me? There's a lot of talk. He's leaning on towards staying. You know that's very interesting to me. Well, we were talking about this pre-show. I, it 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 would make, in my opinion, it would make it would have made more sense for D- Justin Fields to stay his senior year, not not CJ Stroud. And basically, my my logic was behind it. Like NIL was here for Fields, he didn't get the full chance via the COVID year. Uh, so his draft, his stock obviously obviously fell a little bit from the COVID year, and that's why, like you know, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance went before the guy, which is absolute joke, absurd, um, rid- ridiculous. I mean, so. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, you can make. He's got his team in the play in the playoffs. For here, though, Stroud, I mean, he would be the he he would probably be the second or third overall pick, worst case scenario. Um, so I feel like he's leaving a lot of money on the table. But if he returns, we kind of mentioned pre-show cast nil. Like you're like, oh, he could make as much or just a, a little less than he would his rookie year. Well, maybe more because nil isn't capped. So I'm just saying, if Buckeye Nation put out a GoFundMe. I think we could raise $20 million to get him back. Like, I would not shock me if, and, like, why can't we do that? And I wish, and I think Stroud is also wanting, because the Saints, they want that three pick from Arizona. They want it. Yeah. Guess what? Arizona with Sean Payton. So it's going to be one of those things, too, where, like, can we get, can we get Chris Olave, CJ Stroud at three? If we make this trade with uh, Arizona, the issue is CJ Stroud hasn't declared yet. Um, I tend to think if CJ Stroud declares, watch what New Orleans does to make that trade with Arizona to try to get that number three slot. But the thing is, is like I said, if you're CJ Stroud, as of right now, there are three teams in that top era that need a quarterback. Carolina, Houston, and Indianapolis. Three of the worst ran organizations in NFL. Why would you I wouldn't make- say Indy's 
well, like bad, badly run for the most part. They, 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 they've been good at times. If he's not drinking the scotch, generally. <laughs> but I, they can't. They haven't been able to keep a quarterback since Andrew Luck. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I agree. Luck, if you're CJ Stroud, you definitely don't want to go to Houston or Carolina. Definitely not. Weather-wise, it's not terrible, though. But I agree. Like, organizations, they are terrible. Why would you go to the NFL where quarterbacks at Ohio State are already, you're from Ohio State, you're already being judged just because you're from Ohio State. Why would you want to go risk that Houston, Carolina, when you could stay at Ohio State, make as much in the NIL, have all your skill players back. A chance to go and get an Eddie. Well, get a Heisman. Get a Big Ten Championship. I agree. And you know what's too? He has to play like he did against Georgia every game. So you got to factor this into Cass. He has like – CJ Stroud has all these crazy NIL deals right now with Ohio State from like, uh, you know, the Express – um, I believe he has a headphone deal. He has like car deals and all this stuff. If he leaves Ohio State, that all kind of goes away. And that's and obviously you could be going on to bigger and better, but like he already he's already a multimillionaire now. He doesn't have to really worry about money for the rest of his life. He ha- like he's managing well. It's going to be fine. He could stay and like if like if they could bump. I mean, realistically, they got to give him probably like six million. Like he has to get six million from like Sean Seaman. And I know they raised like four million or whatever they said in like a couple weeks span. So I think they could swing it if they really put all the money at him. But like that's a good investment to bring back your quarterback for like your whole NIL fund. Like I feel like that's what this should be used for because that's using it the right way too. You're not paying recruits. You're just paying to basically get a guy who's worked his butt off money and he's going to be your captain and leader. Think about this. Three years ago, we're not talking about CJ Stroud thinking about this. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Like, he's gone. Like, regardless. I, that, I still think he's gone. Until CJ Stroud himself says I'm staying, he's gone. Because the, I think the worrying about draft position can make as much money. It's interesting. It's so staying in college, like I'll say this, staying staying in the college one more year, it's safer, I feel like, if that makes sense. It's less risk because you know, your life's not gonna change that much if you're if you're a first round pick next year as opposed to this year. Um, you're still gonna make a ton of money, you're still gonna be fine, but you obviously have a chance to build a legacy at Ohio State. Furthermore, if you go this year in the NFL and you're let's say you're just a bust, a total bust, and you only see like play like two or three years, you still get your whole rookie deal. But you, and you don't get another contract, let's say, like what you could have made your senior year at Ohio State could have been more than what you ended up making. So it's like, I feel like he, like it, it makes sense for him to do it. If he can yeah. do it, and it, like the logistics are there, it makes it, total sense. But it's just no one's done it yet. So it's like, it's hard. Yeah, exactly. And if somebody does it, it's CJ Stroud. And then I, that's when you'll see if, in fact, like this, like all, every year. I mean, you're going to see, like, for instance, let's say Drew Locke. He's going to be a true sophomore. He's going to be a starting quarterback. 
it would be i mean it would be the perfect move to the perfect move by the NIL team if they were able to, just what it would do for like the the faith in the fans too like if you saw like if suddenly you got like let's say tomorrow today tomorrow weekend you get like a um someone does like an ed, like a of like a hype video and CJ Stroud announcing he's back and he's like signing a deal with like Cardale or like Schottenstein and it's just like what it would do for like the foundation like the just the press for that and mm-hmm. and obviously it would be like revolutionary because Stroud's like one of the first people to do it like Stroud could be like the pioneer behind this if he does yep. that but it's not gonna happen he's gonna go be a Texan <laughs> or a Panther or a Colt yeah <laughs> but Godspeed. That Saints decide to do this, move on with Sean Payton, trade him to the Arizona Cardinals, and draft C.J. Stroud, and get Michael Thomas, get uh, Chris Olave, and get whoever else their receivers are, and go back. Yeah, they have a good. They have that's a great that's a great offense too. Taysom Hill. <laughs> I think he should be. Yeah. Uh, the oh, Saints wow. could be so much better by just drafting a gunslinger quarterback. They would be so much better. Like a quarterback that has great vision, a quarterback that can just put the ball in any spot. I'm talking about CJ Stroud here. I think if they draft Bryce Young, they don't get the same effect. Hear, hear me out. I feel like the guy you described was like Baker Mayfield. I feel like the Saints would be so much like based on the quarterback you just described. I'm like, oh, Baker Mayfield would, would sounds like a good fit. No, no. I just, just I'm a Bengals fan, and or, you know, I but I think the Saints. They'd be so much better by drafting a quarterback. They would have been so much better if they drafted Haskins and let Haskins lurk behind. Rest his soul. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the question. I mean, is C.J. Stroud going to go? I think he is. But the real question is, people forget that Kyle's Kyle five-star, so pretty happy about it regardless if CJ Stroud goes or not I'd be I'm pretty happy we're I am too I'm not I, I wasn't really worried because I I typed in you know 2023 2024 like top college quarterbacks and Kyle McCord was already top seven at all the other teams yeah. he was like the seventh best they had him run so I mean we're fine because there there's teams up there who like like UNC with Drake May, they're, UNC's not a title contender. We're not going to see him. Um, there's some of the other guys they had up there. They, they like they were t- got the guys on teams that weren't title contenders. And like obviously Kyle McCord, like Jalen Milrow on Bama, he 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 didn't look that great. He he's obviously fast and has good legs and all that. Like can scramble, but like I think he, he may not even be their guy next year. Like, I know he he didn't really blow me away. He was on the list, so I think like. Let me guess the top. Let me guess the top three: um, JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix, Quinn Ewers, uh, yeah. Drake May, Drake May, uh, uh, Caleb Williams, <laughs> Caleb Williams. Yeah, um, Drew Drew Allard, I'm sure was probably on there. Maybe. Yeah, 
I mean, the, the only really good one, the one that really has a legitimate title shot is Caleb Williams. But even USC has is flawed. Like all the guys, they, they, are, they kept strange for me. Yeah, all like all those guys were on stud blue blood teams for the most part. So I think we could be okay with you know Kyle McCord at seven. As if we have a top ten quarterback next year, I think we I think we do have a really good chance of winning the. Uh, Obviously, the national championship because I think the bulk of this team, besides the quarterback and the like, the, the the parts of the offensive line, it's absolutely loaded. Defensive line is the most loaded. I looked, by the way, same website. I looked on all the defensive line prospects for those years: Michael Hall, Jack Sawyer, um, JTT, and then Tyleek Williams was still like still like you know top fifteen or whatever. That's so. one. That's one thing to be happy about next year. We're going to see more. It's about time. And obviously, like, Steel Chambers will be back. Hopefully, Tommy Eichenberg will be back. Secondary can't can't get much worse, so. (laughs) I think Sonny Styles. I think Sonny Styles, Denzel. I think Denzel Brooks is going to have a good year next year. I I feel like Kai Kai Stokes is going to play, I think, too. Oh, yeah, because Sonny Styles is going to be your bull. Kai Stokes is going to be the top. is going to be your, uh, is going to be your Jordan Fuller, I think type. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not Jordan. But you know what I mean, like again. And I think Denzel Burke and I think Jair Brown could be our corners. I mean, I I I really like um Kai Stokes back there at safety because he fly. He's he uh, he's a guy I'm I'm telling you would sure up the pass coverage. We would have so many picks. We would have four or five picks on the year. Like he would be a ball hawk back there. I think, uh, like I, I we would sacrifice a little in the in the tackling, like the the power, the muscle. But we he, we he would make some plays. I think, and then it gives you, like you said, yeah, you can move you can move Styles down, which is nice. You want him kind of playing closer, obviously, and then obviously Denzel Burke will be the other corner. You know, he, he he's earned it. Could have been a right. better season, but he he's obviously the one. I think, I think the second half of the season. Was- no, I agree. The second half was much better for him. The, he the the first half was rough, and then obviously he gave up the touchdown in against Georgia, but it wasn't. It was good and then coverage. We, then we got Lathan Ransom. Yeah, it was good coverage and stuff. Well, yeah, and R- Ransom too. I guess he might Jordan be. Jordan Hancock. I, I mean, has if Ransom stays or goes? That's a question. Um, Jordan Hancock will be back fully healthy finally. So. Ransom, I mean, maybe see if he could play corner. I'd like to see him play a little like corner. I feel like he could be like a Denzel Burke if you trained him right. I feel like he has that body. I think we're I think we'll be just fine. Just fine. Yeah. Just fine. You know who's not fine right now? Is we predicted this too. We prediction that's starting to come true. The January slump of the Ohio we're, State men's basketball. We're okay, no, and this is where we we get the we get a little bit of life back into us because we always have like Minnesota scheduled around this time, and this game is always a win. So the, tomorrow against Minnesota, like Minnesota's not even good. This like is a win. <laughs> yeah, this is a win. Book it. I'm not I'm not even worried about this one. It's net. It's uh, when we go play Rutgers on the weekend. That's a loss. That's where the slide continues. Yeah. Um, the high state women's basketball team keeps rolling, but yeah, like you said, Sunday when we play Rutgers at two fifteen, and then we turn around and play Nebraska, uh, 
on the 18th, next Wednesday. And wait, hold on. I just saw something here. It has nothing to do with the Buckeyes. I, I like to I, I like to say though the Bryce the Bryce Sensabaugh like over in points, I'm pretty sure has hit uh, every time this year for or like no I think it didn't hit against Duke, I think the Duke game's the only time I'm pretty sure the Bryce Sensabaugh over in points hasn't hit this year and he's going off. Uh, I like Thornton too. Uh, I think Thornton. Wow, five minutes ago I got an alert that Alabama was with the. Arkansas with, was in within five of Alabama, and I just checked the score. Alabama just won 82-69. Bama is very good at basketball now. They have a really good program. Houston is losing 51-48. I feel like Alabama is a team, though, that's going to win the SEC. Like, they're going to win the SEC tournament, and then they're going to lose in the second round. Like, it's a, they're going to win their first game. They'll be like a one or two seed and then lose the next one in a huge upset. We're getting to the January. We're in that January blues. Starting to, I just hope Zach, I think Zach Key being out is the big difference. We, sh, we should have beat Maryland. I think we beat Maryland with Zed Key, and I think we beat Purdue if we had Zed Key. We need we need Okpara to like step it up. He's averaging three point nine and three point six. We're like we're getting. I mean, he's he provides size, but we need we need more. We need more from our bigs. Yeah, it's hard. The high state men's basketball team. I need to play some Kalen Etzler. Let Kalen Etzler play a little bit. I don't care. I don't care how bad he is or however the bad they say. There's no way a guy six eight one ninety shouldn't be playing when we have no no other big men. And by the way, I wish Big Game Boomer would stop tweeting. Why? What do you do? I just, he just his he taste. called he called he called Cincinnati our big brother in basketball. That's My what God. I was trying to say. Like he has, like when it comes to basketball, he has no like even in a lot of his football takes, he has no idea what he's talking about. He, but he, uh, he does his research. Like we've had him on. He, I, I respect it. Like. I know you don't agree with his opinions, but uh, on sports, but like it's it's all right. You're funny, man. You're funny. <laughs> I just oh, Ohio State is not. That's where I say you don't watch the tape. It's not a physicality being a toughness. It's the fact that they were schemed against Michigan. Because they just went toe-to-toe with the national champions. Rich Rossi's out there with a nice shining on his eye. And you're sitting there calling him soft. He's out there still playing. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's where I get it. Like when and people just who don't watch, they just look at the box score or they just glance. So you thought, real quick, Cass, you thought we were out-schemed against Michigan, but Georgia, we weren't. I think Georgia, well, 
defensively we were out schemed. I was talking about against you know you know what I mean. Oh yeah. I think I think defensively against Georgia they're thinking too much. Yeah. I think and Nathan Ransom being because if you look on the outside, Cam Brown. Denzel Burke didn't really give up anything on the outside. It was all the slot, even against Michigan. Slot receivers. There's something about we don't have a slot. You remember in 2009, 2019? The problem is, is we didn't have those elite corners like we did with David or Jeff Okuda. Well, then we had Sean Wade in the slot. Exactly. Sean Wade was in the slot. Jeff Akuda and Damon Arnett were the elite corners. We had great, we had good safeties this year. We didn't have a good three-man corners, and that's where you the safety guarding a slot receiver is what killed us. I mean, I wonder. I wonder, against, if, I wonder if they should shift. Almost, hear me out. In some packages, maybe if you. You play you play the young corners like you play Burke you play Burke in your base base defense let's say you play Burke in your base defense on a, as an outside corner but once they introduce like a slot or something like let's say they're showing a slot and you want a guy in the slot you move Burke to the slot and see how he matches up against those guys like I feel like I I feel like they're playing to sides too much I feel like they need to man up with certain players more I think that's something that they should try Cass. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Didn't want to be so aggressive. And it kind of broke too. You needed to be aggressive, and you at time. Also, too against Michigan, JJ McCarthy was taking like 12, 12 step, twelve yard bootleg. People are like, "Oh, State's not getting pressure on the quarterback." If you watch Georgia, Michigan, every time they had a great successful play, is when the ball was out of the pocket, and they were. And, and scrambling. That's where they beat us. We need we need that dog. I love Eichenberg and Steel Tramers. I wish we had that dog Darren Lee type of linebacker. Because quarterback is you know, that's what made Darren Lee so great is when his bootlegs and those scrambles. We don't have that. That's what listen, we I love Steel Tramers and I can move. But where's that dog mentality that they So, uh, hear me out. I just feel like they're not, I feel like they're not fast twitch, if that makes sense. Like, Darren Lee was a fast twitch player, if that makes sense. He was his quarterback slash safety in high school. He, like, he just, he just played faster, I think, is what we like, what, like, we love about, like, players like that. Even, like, uh, Jerome Baker how fast and quick he was. That's kind of another example. Like not, not that Eichenberg isn't fast. Not that Seal Chambers isn't fast, but it's for those guys. It's, They're fast it's, it, downhill. Yeah. Those guys are fast backwards, sideways, and it was effortless in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. And that's where we're missing the Jerome Bakers and Darley. That's the type of linebacker we need at Ohio State. And we haven't had it. Because, like, I do agree, like, they've mastered 
they for the most part they've mastered running downhill, filling gaps. And and when we we put pressure on the quarterback, people are like, "Well, D line's not finishing." When your quarterbacks are dropping back 10, 12 yards to roll out. Next year, I'll say this, though, regardless, I think next year the linebackers are going to be absolutely nasty because obviously you have Steele, hopefully Eichenberg. That's a big hopefully. Gabe Powers. Gabe Powers. Uh, CJ uh, Hicks. Hopefully he's Cody healthy. Simon. Is he still there? Cody Simon is a good player. Uh, he's a very good backup, too, to have. I, like, if he, like, I, I'll gladly take Cody Simon. I think a lot of these young pups are going to be ready to go, too. So look yeah. out. I think our linebacker room and D line is going to be unreal. That's yeah. going to be the heart of our defense. And then just corners and safeties, just, you know, yeah. don't do what we did the last couple of years. Going back to Darren Lee, too, I remember him in high school. I always tell people that Joe Burrow is the greatest football player I've ever seen in high school. Darren Lee is the greatest athlete I've ever watched play high school football. Makes sense. Why was that? He he played quarterback at New Albany, and he played safety at New Albany. He was just like he was at Ohio State. He was off the field. Like I think athletically, obviously, he's a lot better than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had that dog. Like, he was a quarterback. He didn't have to play defense. Yeah, he was that dude. Like he, he's not in the NFL. Like, it sounds like it sounds like Devin Fuller. Like Devin Fuller was like that. He had to play quarterback and safety in New Jersey. And now it's Jordan Fuller's older brother who like went to UCLA, played receiver and stuff for them. And then he played for like the Falcons for like a year or two. Um, but like that, that was Jordan Fuller's older brother, and he was like a player like that. Like pretty good safety, unreal quarterback though. And then he got recruited to play receiver because someone could actually throw him the ball because no one on his team could throw, do it. Talk it. Thinking of talking about being a guy I'm talking about, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson probably is the greatest NFL businessman ever. Because if you think about when he was getting drafted, he never ran at the company. He threw me, and he never ran at his pro day, and all he did was throw. Because he didn't want NFL scouts to say, hey, we need a new wide receiver. <laughs> and I think he stopped. Sunday against the Bengals in the playoffs. Ravens fans are saying he quit. He quit. Dude, the amount of Ravens put on him, if he's not 100%, he's just protecting himself. Like, like look what the Redskins did to RGK. That's where Lamar Jackson takes mindset in. I don't think he's involved for next year. I feel. I'm excited for the Bengals game this weekend. I'm not. I'm not a fan, but I'm definitely supporting the, the Ohio team in the playoffs. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not appropriating your culture, cast. But I am. I am like cheering. I hope the Ohio team does do well. I'm excited. I feel bad what happened to the guard, Alex Kappa. That's that's annoying. That's frustrating for sure. Yeah, he should be. They said he should be. He should be miss one or two games, which could be the whole playoffs. Could be. You know what I mean. Yeah. I, it is tough. I think Burrow and the Bengals, you know, they, they uh, I think they're primed and ready for another repeat because I think they're still feeling disrespected from the, uh, the scenario crap. I like so. 
I think the Chargers are going to win big this weekend for some reason. Like uh, my my head's telling me take the Jaguars, but like, but like so the Chargers. If Mike Williams does not play for the Chargers, it's going to be tough. Which I don't I got, think so. Which, which I got. Which I got the uh, games up right now. You want to talk? Huh? Let, let's talk about them. Okay. Saturday, four thirty. Four thirty kickoff. I got Fanduel up. Becoming, you know, the stupid part is I was two yards shy of winning some money. Ah, uh, that was that was tough. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks got into the playoffs because of Detroit Lions. Uh, they had a nine and a half point ball against Brooklyn and the San Francisco 49ers. I did not favorite. So I like the Niners in this, but it's a divisional game. I don't take Seahawks. Take Seattle. I, well, I mean, why? Why wouldn't you not believe in Geno at this point? It's it's not that I I, I, I it's a divisional game. Um, San Francisco is a much better team, but like obviously no Purdy. I mean, not, uh, they not, not not no Purdy. Debo's banged up. They have Debo, but he's a little banged up. Uh, Purdy, I feel like he could like had just implode. Like, who knows? He might just implode because I feel like their whole offense is they, they really kind of just th- keep it. Uh, they throw it to Kittle a lot now these days. Like that's that's who Bert Purdy targets. I feel like um, if Seattle can kind of key on Kittle, I think a little bit in key situations, stop the run, and Geno just has to play okay. Um, and, and I think that is something where Geno could win his first playoff start. Yeah, I, I like the Niners. I'll go Seahawks. Just because, you know, it, yeah, I'll go as a surprise. I really do. And I think Gino himself another year. But I, I like the, the Niners. I really do. Saturday at 8.15, you have the Chargers head of Jacksonville. Chargers are two-and-a-half favorite team. I like the Chargers uh, regardless uh, even if Mike Williams doesn't play. But Jacksonville's fun story. They have been really fun. I really like Trevor Lawrence and the way he plays. I still think they have an offense against Alan Derwood James and, and Joey Bosa are back. Just, I like the Chargers. Not big, but I to cut the spread, but maybe by a touchdown. I like the Chargers. It's nice to not hate Trevor Lawrence these days. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's all I'll say. That's, that's all I got to say about that. Like, it's just nice to watch him just do that and stuff and not in college at Clemson. Um, it, I mean, he didn't play great against the, against the Titans. Um, but, you know, they're in the playoffs. Uh, I think the, 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 it's a great run just to even get in the playoffs. They had to win so many of their last games and so much stuff had to go their way. I think, though, this week – even though they, they spanked the Chargers the last time they played them, I think the Chargers will beat them. I think that was a fluke. Yeah. Uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock, this is the largest spread game. The Dolphins have no Tua. Give me the Bills to come. Just don't. The Dolphins don't have Tua. They don't even know who their starting quarterback's going to be this week. Bills are what if Skylar Thompson pulls off the upset? It'd be funny. It, it would be hilarious because, I mean, this – I will say this is his second start now, and he did play, like, the whole second half again in, in, in week uh, 17. So he, he basically has played almost two full games recently. So yeah. I think he is, like, warmed up. 
So it is a fair fight, if that makes sense. It's not like they're just bringing in, like, Joe Webb off the practice squad for the game. Like, the Vikings did that. Like, at least Skylar Thompson's got some time Damn. under his belt the past couple games. He knows the offense. He just came off a win against the Jets. So, like, let's see what happens, I guess. It's a abysmal but, win off the Jets, but hey, it's a win and win in the NFL. But I like the Bills. They're going to be on a mission. I mean, I feel like every time the Dolphins get to the playoffs, their quarterback gets hurt. Am I crazy? Please. Always, right? Always, it seems like. Matt Moore started against the Steelers in 2016. If that does you anything. It feels like, yeah, it's, history repeats itself, bro. Yeah. The Giants, three-point dog at Minnesota. They literally just two weeks ago. It was a good game, too. Good game, too. Should be a decent one. Four o'clock, four thirty. I think the Vikes. I really like the Vikings. And it's not prime time, so you're not going to see prime, prime time for Cousins. I want to go Giants here. Just because I watched that whole game, and that, like, because uh, I, was, I was back in, you know, in New Jersey for that. I watched that whole game. Giants look legit. They rise to the occasion, and they've played well against the. Uh, the NFC North this year. I'm trying to think. They beat the they didn't beat the Vikings, but they beat the Packers, the Lions, um, obviously the Bears and the Bears. Yeah. So. By the way, the last time they were the last time they were a wild card team, like a wild card team on the road, they went to the Super Bowl in 2012. Actually, correction. I don't think they. No, the Lions beat them. So they're two and two. Correction. I corrected myself. The, yes. They don't. Have, they, the last time they were the uh, wild card team. Yeah, I will. But the Giants did look good. I think the secondary that sec, I think that defense is going to come to play. They played pretty good against the Vikings, but Jefferson like won the day at the end. Uh, the secondary against the Eagles, they, I felt like they kept the majority of their starters out there against the Eagles to get reps, and they they were clicking against the Eagles for the most part. So, if the secondary can play and they can get a pass rush, the Giants have a very good chance to win that game. 8-15 Sunday night, AFC North Bengals host the Ravens. Sound like Jackson's not going to play. Tyler Huntley did not throw practice today. Edwards did not practice. They do get J.K. Dobbins and Andrews back. Those are eight and a half point favorites. I like the cover. The under is 40 and a half. I just don't think there's enough defense for the, the Bengals because Bengals have an underrated defense. The Bengals win this game if Lamar or Tyler Huntley don't even play. Like, it's not even – they're going to win easily. I think even with – I think either with some of them, they win the game. So. I mean, we, we just saw it happen last week too, and it w- wasn't close, and it's not going to be closer if they don't even have Huntley. Set pick of the week, and yeah, I know Dallas is a two and a half point favorite at Tampa. You're talking about Tom Brady and the Bucks against a team that they have he has never lost to. Jack Prescott has looked awful. Give me the Buccaneers. I, I, I highly disagree with this. Everyone's talking about how Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. Well, there's a first time for everything. This will be the time. 
Um, and, and Cass, I'm not saying that Tom Brady's better than Dak, or you know, yeah, or that Dak isn't good. Like, I'm not saying like you know, Tom, like obviously Tom Brady's better than Dak. What I am saying is though, the Cowboys as a whole are much better than the Buccaneers this year, and it's not even close. The entire rest of the roster is so much better than the Buccaneers roster. The Buccaneers roster is old. I think the Cowboys have a better defense. They have, um, I mean, C.D. Lamb is a better, better number one receiver than both the guys they got right now. I think obviously Evans is aging. Uh, he had that one good game. The Dallas running back situation, offensive line is much better than Tampa Bay. Like every position but quarterback, I feel like, you know, Tampa Bay. I mean, Dallas has a big advantage at for the most part. I'll give, I guess, I'll give um, Tampa Bay advantage. I guess at receiver depth. But that's really it. Yeah, I, I just the way the Cowboys are playing. Just I don't like. I don't like the Cowboys are. Oh, by the way, what's your Super Bowl pick? Who's in the Super Bowl? I'm gonna go. Ooh, you put me on the spot. I was originally saying the Ravens, but this was weeks ago when Lamar was healthy. So, jeez, man. You're really putting me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> Jesus, this is tough. Cowboys. I'm gonna say the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. It'll be the Cowboys versus AFC. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cowboys versus Bills. <laughs> Do you even want to ask you who I think is going to be in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I think you're going to say the Ravens. <laughs> uh, Bengals. Obviously. Vikings. I don't know why. I like Vikings. Don't ask me why. Don't ask I, me why. I would love that Super Bowl because that means a new team's winning a title. Someone also said Bills Vikings because somebody's got to win. They're both zero and four. That I mean, I would I would love that too. Like I want I want to, if it's going to be a Super Bowl. Honestly, I like those Super Bowls where it's two teams that like have never won it playing for one. Because then it then that game's going to be an instant classic. I feel like both teams are going to have like a great game. It usually that's usually how it goes. One team gets heartbroken, the other team finally like gets over the hump. Last year, the Rams had only one Super Bowl. Yes, they did. But yeah, I think I think Vikings I think Vikings Bengals but if I had to go to second choice I'm going Bills Bills 49ers. I like it. I stick with mine. Cowboys, Cowboys, Bills. And if you had a second choice? Uh, if I had a second choice, I would say the, I would say the Chiefs. Chiefs versus Eagles. I feel like the Eagles are going to implode. I feel like Eagles Chiefs is very feasible. It is. 
Uh, I, I know I took the both the two one seeds, but like it just makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. My, my, we're up in your brothers. Got a whole Super Bowl team. Foods by my niece, my Charlotte. She's got a cross amount. There you go. Famous foods for each league. Got some people rooting for. Uh, the Bills to get those wings. <laughs> and the Eagles to get the Philly cheesesteaks. So. It's funny how you guys have to root for that as if you're not going to try to just order that to that same day. Like, that's, I would still get wings in that stuff. Well, we, it's just a tradition that, you know, we started a few we, a few years ago. And we loved it. Like, my brother's girlfriend, she's like, I love the Super Bowl just because, you know, get to be. It, it, it's pretty. I love that. But, I mean, that's all I got, Cass. That's all I got, too. So, as always, thank you for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. Hopefully, you know, some guys stay. Some guys, you know, opt into the season next year. But, uh, as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.